Welcome to episode one of Jaded Little Pieces. I am your host, Jade. Today, you're going to learn a little bit about me, a little bit about my job and what I do outside of podcasting. And I apologize if there's any noise. I do have two very, very rambunctious cats. But today's episode is on healthcare. Now, I work in healthcare, I work in the Midwest, and I have done healthcare all over the country in the United States. And one thing I can honestly say is no matter what state you're in, healthcare sucks. I work primarily with disabled adults and I can't I can't say enough about what really really happens and it's nothing too horrible. We all hear the horror stories of Don't send your loved ones to a nursing home or a group home. You know, get the private in-home care, which honestly, if you can, I would do it just because why not have your loved one in their own home that they have lived in for how many years and be comfortable and everything like that. But I work in group homes. I work for a company that is nationwide And these are just some things that I have found while working in multiple companies in the Midwest and in the southern states. Now, one big thing that we have that is a huge, huge problem is the quality of care. And it's not that we don't have quality staff or Uh, quality resources or anything like that is literally the guardian cooperation. I can say without a doubt guardians and care teams are our biggest obstacle along with funding. A lot of our clients come to us and they may have behavioral problems and we have to have certain restrictive measures and everything for community safety, for our safety, anything like that. And the care teams and the guardians like to fight us on that. Now, one big thing is a medical cooperation with guardians and care teams. The guardians and care teams like to think that, you know, we have all the time in the world just to dedicate to their their one person, their one loved one, when they might be in a multi-bed group home. Now, the group homes that I have worked in, the highest it has ever been is six beds. And usually when it's like a six bed, we have about three to four staff working. So everyone gets a little bit of individual time. And then we have group time. And we try to have an activities calendar and have something done and going on at all times of the day so they're not bored just sitting at home unless they have a day program and then you know we obviously make sure that they get to their day program with COVID going on we obviously do not have a lot of day programs going and up and running because safety restrictions and it's been a little bit harder to keep our residents occupied So we try to, as staff, use our own money um, to buy craft items and activities. We've bought games, everything, you know, it's the staff really pour themselves back into the program that they're working in. And that's a great, great quality for us to have as staff. 
because if you don't love the job you're doing, you should not be there. You definitely should not be there. I don't care that I get paid a really crappy wage compared to other companies. I absolutely love the individuals I work with and I would not trade them for anything. And you better believe that if someone tried to double cross one of my individuals that Mama Bear is coming out and I am standing up for them and their rights as an individual and you better not let me catch you bullying them. Those are my babies, those are my work babies and I will always stand up for my work babies no matter what, I don't care. But definitely with COVID, it's been very hard and we have, you know, some individuals that are still going to specialized programs where they can maintain the social distancing and the cleanliness and everything like that. And we love it. We absolutely love it because they're so happy that they get to go and see their friends and the staff members at that day program that they absolutely love. And we just, we find joy in it. With that being said, you know, sometimes the guardians can fight us on those things where we're like, hey, you know, this individual really loves to go to day program and see his friends and his family that he has created at this day program. And the guardians will be like, no, I don't want you to send it back there. I don't like this person. I don't like that person. And then we have to go to the care team and try to advocate. And it's very hard. Um, If there are medical needs in this individual's life, you know, we provide the best care that we possibly can. And a lot of us as staff, and this is interviewing a lot of different staff throughout the company I work for, um, we, we have too much guardian resistance. I have a few individuals I serve that obviously they have medical needs, they need assistance, and they need supervision 24-7, and I absolutely love providing, you know, the 8 to 10 hours, sometimes 12 hours of care that they need so that we can have a good working relationship and everything like that but when it comes to medical needs you know making sure that they have their medications making sure they're comfortable you know if it is a wheelchair bound person we make sure that you know they're getting transferred correctly and safely and that they're being able to participate in whatever the house has got going on that day we just absolutely love it and There are some individuals I've served that, you know, have medical needs where they are incontinent and everything like that. And we have guardians that will fight us on, oh, if if my loved one is sleeping, do not disturb them and do not, you know, change them. Don't do anything. Just shut the door and leave them alone. And we're sitting there as staff going, well, if they're incontinent, we we want to change them make sure that they're dry and they're comfortable like I would not want to be sitting in in a urine soaked brief all night like that is inhumane to us as staff we're just sitting here going well crap on a 12-hour shift that's 
that's that's horrible that can cause rashes and a whole slew of other problems and us as staff try to advocate and we're like hey you know we understand the guardian wants us to do this but we don't find it ethically right and then the care team has to go and try to negotiate with the guardian and the guardian will you know fight back to them and then the care team comes back to us and is like nope she they they want it to stay that way he or she wants it to stay that way you know and we as caregivers have to try to figure out how we provide the best quality of care while trying to respect the guardian's wishes and make sure that the loved one the individual is cared for properly because we don't find this to be right but if we don't find this to be right even though we find it to be ethically and morally wrong we can lose our jobs if we do not do what the guardian wishes we can be terminated um, we can have lawsuits brought down on us we can be sued as an individual ourselves as a staff member um, we can be relieved of our duty at that program it, it comes with a whole slew of laws that restrict us from providing the quality of care that we think that they deserve I have been in the position of, you know, some people are their own guardian and they're like, okay, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that, and you're doing that, but then a call light goes on for another bed and you're just like, what do I do if you're the only staff there? It's crazy. A caregiver's life is not the most glamorous life. A lot of people are like, oh, I could never wipe butts for a living. Well, I don't wipe butts for a living. I make sure that individuals who are adults, disabled, and rely on other people have a comfortable, fun life just like anyone else deserves. I'm not a superhero. I have worked with individuals that have seriously injured me and showed up to work the next day no harm no foul I know that it's nothing personal and we can't you know we can't socialize with these people outside of work and it and it sucks because you build these working relationships with them and they trust you and they want to be near you but you can't say hi to them if you see them in the store because that's considered fraternization and I think that policy needs to change for a lot of different individuals. There are some individuals that don't understand and it hurts their feelings and then it hurts your working relationship. So we have to reevaluate our healthcare system and how we can run these programs. We can run even like inpatient services, outpatient services anything like that so we can make sure that individuals are taken care of the way they need to be taken care of I know personally on my level um, I've worked with individuals that were extremely extremely behavioral and I have been punched I have been kicked I have been put through a fence I have been slammed 
into a table. I have been, oh, body checked. I have been pushed down a flight of stairs. I have had a lot of run-ins and I never hold it against the client personally, the individual that I'm serving. I don't hold it against them. It's not a personal thing. It's more of a look at it as you're working with a toddler in an adult's body. They have a lot of emotions going on and they sometimes don't know how to express it. And yeah, it does get hard. It does get very, very hard at times. There have been individuals that I worked with that they would ask me every day, why doesn't my family love me? Why doesn't my family come to visit me? Why doesn't my family call me? Why don't they answer the phone when I call them? You know, where where is so-and-so when they're used to a certain family member showing up and then that certain family member no longer shows up because they've had enough of dealing with them. And I'm, I hate to put it that way, but... We have a lot of individuals that have very involved families and other individuals in these houses see these families showing up and they're like, well, why doesn't my family show up? I have a sister. I have a brother. Why don't they show up? Why don't they come see me? Why, why don't they invite me to anything? And it's very hard for us as caregivers to be like, you know, okay, Mr. Smith, you know, We'll, we'll try to give them a call tonight and see if they answer. And then when they don't answer and you see the absolute heartbreak on their faces and they start withdrawing from everybody. And I'm talking about they're withdrawing from staff, not wanting staff to be around them because they think that staff is going to leave them. Um, other individuals in the house, they think that other individuals in the house are going to leave them and they take it personally. They take it very personally when their families don't be involved when they have been involved or they know that their family exists. You know, some people are placed in group homes by the state. Some are placed in group homes by loved ones to um, help them lead a more independent life. Some are placed in group homes out of mental health facilities. Um, I have seen people being placed in mental health facilities and then going to foster care and then coming to um, companies like, you know, like Home Instead is more of a senior company where they do an assisted living type of thing. Um, I work in a in a pretty much assisted living, but it's in a it's in a group home setting. And you know, we have gotten people from foster care um, when they have phased out of foster care and they know that they can't live on their own instead of placing them in a mental health facility where they would probably be put in a room and left there because most mental health facilities that are large capacity do not take quality care of their individuals. It's mostly like a sedate and let them be. They don't try to teach them anything. They don't have the time. They don't have the staff and they don't have the resources. So a lot of care teams and the like will send them to companies like the company I work for and 
make sure that, excuse me, they are properly taken care of and, you know, excuse me, uh, live out a good life because we do try to the best of our ability as staff, as supervisors, as directors, everything like that. We try to make sure that they have a good life. They have what they need. They have what they want you know, home-cooked meals and, you know, laundry service, you know, get your medications on time, just everything that somebody would need to be comfortable. I mean, staff even decorates the houses so that they don't look like facilities. A lot of staff pay for their own decorations and they bring them to the program houses and decorate for like Christmas and Easter and all these different holidays. Um, I know that with my personal individuals that I work with, we went to a festival of lights where you could drive through it. And um, I personally paid, it was $20 a car. And I took the work van and we just went. And I was like, come on, we're just going to go, we're just going to go have fun. And not one of them knew where we were going. I was like, just trust me. We're going to have fun. This is going to be one of the greatest things. And every single one of my individuals loves Christmas lights, loves the Christmas holidays. So it was a great, great thing for them to experience. I paid 20 bucks for the car load. Not a big deal. No skin off my back. $20 is a drop in the bucket compared to how happy they were. And it's a huge light show. You drive through it. So there's lights above you on either side of you. And it takes about three hours to get through. And every single one of them was so happy. We even got like cups of hot chocolate. You could buy hot chocolate when you first went in. So we got hot chocolate and just had a great time. And by the time we got back, they were ready for bed and, you know, had gotten their medications and we were just, you know, happy, happy clams for a while. And they still talk to me about it. It is April and they're still talking about, oh, do you remember when we went to the light show? Yeah, I remember when we went to the light show. Like that was a highlight because not one other staff had ever done that for them. Not one other staff had ever thought of, you know, bringing them to something like this. Um, We are looking into the decorated tree for next year where you can sponsor a tree for like $25 and then you as, you know, your organization or whatever go and you decorate a tree in a public setting and you are represented, represented for the public to see you know, we, we try to do stuff like that and have fun. And I've bought a giant bowling kit, one of those big plastic bowling kits off of Amazon because all my individuals, um, have done special Olympics bowling and they absolutely love it. So we have this long hallway and we set up the bowling pins and, you know, everyone got to take turns and, Staff is running around, you know, setting the pins back up and having a grand old time. And these are the things that these individuals remember and love about us is we're just having fun and we're making sure that they're having fun and are occupied and learning.
learning life skills. I have taught many individuals how to cook. Um, there's a few individuals I've worked with that didn't know how to properly clean, didn't really know how to wipe down a table. And I'm proud to say that myself, along with several other staff, have gotten it to the point where they got to move out on their own. Like, they showed such great improvement that they actually graduated from the program. And we had got to have, like, a little send-off party. And it was so much fun. And we just were like, that's great. And staff showed up and volunteered to pack up their, help them pack up their stuff. You know, taking days off. We're not on the clock. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be here. And, you know, you show up at 630 in the morning to help them pack up their room and pack up their room and get it on a truck and then we go to their new place and unpack their stuff and move furniture in and help them decorate and you know have a nice meal and pretty much you know say I'll see you later because it's never goodbye because we will always see them out in the community and make sure that they're happy and healthy because after they have graduated from the program then we can actually talk to them in public and I have kept up with a lot of my my graduates and I absolutely love seeing it I love seeing the graduates you know that will see you in public and you don't you don't recognize them because they've changed their hair or the way they dress or anything like that and you see them out in public and they're running up to you going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I thought I'd never see you again. And you're like, no, I'm here. Like, oh my gosh, I thought, I thought that you were a totally different person. Like you don't recognize them and they're so happy and healthy and glowing because they did it and they know they did it. They absolutely know they did it on their own. It's an amazing feeling knowing that you had even a small hand in their success. But with that success, we know the hardships we went through, the tears, the pain, the struggles, everything that we had to do to get them to that point like I said fighting guardians fighting care teams you know we as staff are so overlooked as people who are really an integral part of these individuals lives we drive them to doctor's appointments and take meticulous notes on medication changes and symptoms and what we need to look out for we are learning how to do g-tube feedings and this is all stuff that a lot of people can't handle we are the lowest paid people on the totem pole and we are the most hands-on 90 percent of our job is working with the individuals on their goals and what they need to do and then the other 10% is paperwork we have to keep track of all the medications um, you have to be specially trained to handle schedule 2 med medications because if schedule 2 medications go missing that could be potentially a felony 
and we are so meticulous with our paperwork and then our documentation we have to do our documentation you know we have to pretty much map out every single thing that every single individual did during the day you know not straight down to the minute but if you know Susie Q went on a van ride and then went to Walmart and Aldi's and Dollar Tree we have to document everything we have to document that they took all their meds or if they refused meds if they took um a take as needed med we do a lot of documentation we do a lot of screening phone calls even that is a task in and of itself there might be times where you're helping an individual you have to answer the phone call and then you have to like figure out if that person is actually allowed to talk to that person it is crazy all the legal documents that we have to memorize to make sure that we are taking care of our individuals with the utmost care and respect and maintaining their dignity um you know, obviously we don't put male staff with female female individuals to do personal cares or anything like that. We want to maintain the respect, the dignity, and the privacy of our individuals at all times. That's why I do not use names. I will not ever use a real name when I'm talking about my job. I will not use um specifics that are identifiable about any of my individuals because they are humans no matter what function level they are at they are human beings and they deserve to be treated with respect and I just want to put the awareness out that we do have a huge problem with people not respecting these individuals and it's not even coming from the staff per se it is coming from the people who are supposed to be fighting for them it is coming from the guardians and the care teams that are supposed to be fighting for them but are instead choosing to pick a battle and fight the staff that are with these individuals day in and day out Um, our caregivers are getting burned out we're getting tired we're working enormous amounts of hours because the care teams and the guardians think that we're getting paid a fair wage when I make $12 an hour there are some companies that pay up to $17 an hour I'm I'm on the lower end of the totem pole and I am perfectly fine with that I am technically afloat and I will you know just bounce around to different houses that need me I have one home program and then I pick up hours as needed at other programs it is hard because every time you go to a new house it's a new battle it's a new individual to fight not individual to fight well kind of because it's the guardians and everything like that but we can't we can't always win every battle so we really need some major reform going on in the medical world whether it be a doctor's appointment or anything like that 
we need some major, major reform to how we look at everything and as individuals and as staff and caregivers and all that. I have two cats that are absolutely going crazy on the other side of my room, so you might hear a little bit of noise. They're fighting or going after something. I have no clue. But we definitely, definitely need to look at how we view the quality of care, how we view the treatment of these individuals. I don't find it too fair that, you know, they are restricted to a certain point. Um, and even as staff members, we have to remember that as staff members, we can't take our frustrations out on them we can't be frustrated with something in our life and then you know expect them to understand because some of them are not mentally capable of it and that is like the most pure form of love that you can find when you have a, an individual that sees that you're having a bad day and they just really want to talk to you about it but you try to leave everything at the door and truly focus on them you know the work-life balance is a definite struggle for a lot of a lot of staff members taking care of individuals and group homes because we are getting burnt out we are very understaffed um people don't like the the pay rate so that they don't so they don't want to come to work for us and they're missing out on a huge huge rewarding career that will teach you so much about your own life even but with that I am going to end this episode and I am going to try to figure out what is going on with my cats and I will see you back here I have a very very huge amazing guest coming to work with me on a project series and I am so excited he is so so excited so make sure you tune in and you stick around for those so this is Jade and I will catch you later